Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. Um, I'm a little sad today. Tim's pretty happy. Um, but I think, I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy. I can't really say I'm sad, but Bruins are bounced. Bruins are bounced. I no mean, obviously, I'm, I'm upset about that. Right. Yeah. But the reason I say that you're happy is because Celtics look pretty damn good right now. Yeah, the team that I am... Uh, in charge of being the fake expert on on this podcast is doing <laughs> is doing just dandy, and we'll get into that. But I, I think uh, I think we start with the sad, and we end on the high note for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, as I said, the Bruins are bounced. They got bounced by Tampa in in uh, in five games. So you know we went to overtime or double overtime in uh, in the final game. And I really did think that we had a chance to win that. I mean, we played that, – that was probably the best game that we played since game one. I agree. Um, and I think that – I thought we had a chance. I really did think that we were going to win it in overtime. Um, did I think we were going to win the series? I wouldn't say that. I'm not 100% confident in that. But I thought that we were, we, we had that game. I agree. Um, yeah. So that was a tough loss, and that was a tough goal to let up for, for the, the season to end. But um, – Unfortunately, it did. This e- the season's over. Uh, it's the same as 2018. Bounced by Tampa in the second round, 4-1. Uh, I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of great there, – there's a lot of highs for this season, and then there's a bunch of lows as well. I mean, the, these playoffs were – we said from the beginning, we, we were never going to put an asterisk next to, next to the the win, if any whoever wins, but – it was just different. I mean, there's no denying that it was completely different. The players felt it. Um, it just wasn't going to be the same no matter what. But yeah. as Marshan kind of said in his post game, was it, it kind of feels like it was all for nothing. We came up here to win the cup, and we we took the time away from our family and and all this. You know, we did what we could do to focus out here. And now that we didn't, you know, we came up short. It. It was. It feels like it was kind of all for nothing, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's tough. That's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be maybe the worst taste in your mouth for any bouncing. I mean, none of them can taste that good. But yeah, I mean, when you look. At I mean, it like I would that, say pro- probably second to losing in Game Seven at home. But yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. It, it's tough because the whole they showed in that last game that they wanted. To be there um i don't know if it was that they were injured that i mean they were injured we know that for a fact um going into that whole tampa bay series it came out now that that the entire playoffs uh pasta was dealing with a lower body injury i'm pretty sure that came from the very first game that they played against carolina yeah we saw that uh yeah so he had an injury cassidy kind of stuck it to him a little bit as well as far as saying that him and kasha weren't up to speed on their conditioning because they missed training camp. So I'm sure that Cassidy wasn't very happy about that, but I mean you got to you got to do what you got to do when you're up there. I mean they didn't have the the conditioning like everybody else because they missed that training camp, but Pasta still played half decent. I mean nobody really played well in the Tampa series after game 1. Um but he he still scored a handful of goals. I mean there were a few a few guys that should have scored. Kasha should have scored. He was all around the net. Krejci disappeared in the second series. I mean, yeah. Um, he came back just, to push overtime, and then he was gone again. Right. 
I don't know, man. It, it's it's a heartbreaker, but at the same time, you know, I'm proud of the team that won the President's Trophy this year, and we can still stand by the fact that we think it's a curse. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't the, know. The, the curse uh, this bodes well for our for our curse uh, theory. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was just uh, brutal to watch. I, I watched the whole series, just even down. I didn't even shut it off when I should have when we went down and lost seven to one. Um, you know, there were some positive notes for sure, but we're clearly, you know, whether we're not banged up or not, you know, Tampa's banged up. Tampa doesn't have Stamkos. Tampa didn't have McDonough for a while. And right. we're barely hanging with them. And I, I, I'm sorry, but Yaro Halak played pretty damn well with the exception of a couple of games. I, I, I really don't know how much more you could ask out of him. And obviously it would have been much better to have Tuca for those two games that he – he did shit the bed, but I just think outside of goaltending, uh, you know, we're we're a piece away from actually being on level with the Lightning, and so it's interesting to see what's going to happen this uh, this offseason. I do love this team, obviously, with the President's Trophy, but you know, we know how bullshit that award is, and when it really matters, and uh, when it really mattered, obviously, we were we were somewhat banged up, but I I just didn't I didn't think four one, I don't think we were four one. I don't either. Five game out uh, in the second round. I just didn't think that was going to be us. Fuck Tampa, I got to say. Congrats or whatever, but I hate that team. I want to see them next year, and I want to throttle them next year. I agree. And there's two things that I want to talk about, too, is you were talking about Halak playing. You know, he played fine. There were a few games where, yes, he played terribly. There were a few goals that he let up that, you know, it seemed like anybody – that was in goalie pads could have saved it. Yeah, we he um, would have like one of those a game we were noticing. And, right. Um, you know, I think the last two games he didn't really have those. I don't think he had one. I mean, maybe the winner in overtime. But but the other thing is, I I doubt this guy went into the bubble thinking, hey, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the number one goaltender because Tuka's going to leave. Halak's probably but, thinking he plays one, two games in the round robin. And that's right. it. Right, exactly. So, to considering what he ended up having, what role he had to take over, I understand that he's been a starting goaltender on other teams. Great, but you know that he wasn't expecting that, and no. neither was anybody else. Yeah. So, tough year. It'll be interesting tough to see year, what we uh, what we look like coming in next year. I don't. I don't like to make excuses. But I just wonder, it's almost, it's less of an excuse and more of a, a what if, it, you know, if we, it, what if we didn't have to play for that seating and we got matched up against the Islanders or against Philly yeah. or what if none of this whole pandemic happened, which is out of everybody's control completely. And we were rolling into the playoffs. I mean, basically cutting the season off where we cut it off, it just completely killed the, all of the, the vibe that they had going into the last 12 games of the season into the playoffs. I mean, you're conditioned. You're feeling it as a team. You guys are playing very well. I mean, clearly you win the President's Trophy. Oh, man, I mean, momentum won won the Blues the Cup last year. The Blues were the worst team in hockey at Christmas, at New Year's. And then they won the Stanley Cup. They were in last place to first to win. Exactly. Just like momentum is everything in hockey. Everything. So I, I like I said, I'm not making it. I'm not saying it's an excuse because we lost. I mean, the better team won in that series, and that and it is what it is. But 
I almost wonder just what if it is is a big factor to the the guys on this team and, and to Cassidy and to the entire organization. Like, what if this didn't happen? Right. Would we have won the cup? I mean, there's a million what ifs, obviously. Of course, but. and I I will go. I'll play the what if game one step deeper, and I'll do it with with some of Cassidy stuff. And I I, I think Cassidy's our guy, but I think some of those lineups were a little bit of question marks. And uh, got a DM from my buddy. Shout out to uh, Andrew Stefanelli. Sent me a DM just being like, can you please trash Krug? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Krug was tough this series. I just, like, he was kind of, you know, he didn't really, never really gave us the offense we needed throughout the entire bubble experience. And I just, I, I'm not as anti-Krug as some of the other people, some other Bruins fans, but I, I don't understand why McAvoy, what if McAvoy's on the, on the power play line? <laughs> Is it perfect? I don't know. It's just well, and, and that's the thing too, and that's the thing that I've always said as a as a, a fan is, Tory Krug. The where you get your money's worth out of Krug is on the power play. He quarterbacks that power play, and regardless of whether he's ripping that shot from the blue line, which we know that he has he has a shot, um, or or he's just setting up plays, he is extremely valuable to your team on the power play, and I don't know if that happens when he if he goes to another team. You know, like he's playing on a power play with legit, legitimate superstars in the league. I mean, Pasta, Marshan, Bergeron, and then at the time, it's Krejci. But typically, it was DeBrusque before um, or somebody else. But you know, he's playing with legitimate superstars in the NHL. Yeah. So if he goes to Detroit, like people are speculating, if he doesn't stay with Boston, or if he goes to another team that doesn't have these type of superstars. His value, in my opinion, goes down because he's great on that power play, but he's great at setting up great players. Like you don't see, you might not see a number one power play guy on, um, or the first unit power play guy on Detroit being able to make these shots that Pasta or Marshan are are making. Dylan Larkin's going to make a shot like that because he's he's a stud, but not everybody on the first power play unit there is going to do that. So. I don't know. I mean, he didn't play like he was somebody that was running for a contract. But then again, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan sitting on a couch, and I'm talking about a professional athlete not playing up to his potential. Yeah. I mean, we know what his potential is. It just it didn't seem like he ever got it going in the bubble, and I, and it sucks because I love Krug. I love watching him play, and when he's on, he's one of the like most fun players to watch. I mean, you saw the hit last year in the finals and all that. I mean, he he when he's on and when he's in the game, I mean, he he's just as fun as everyone else to anyone else to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, believe me, we could trash on him, but we love Krug at the same time. Definitely, we're a pro we're a pro Krug podcast, right. but not for seven million dollars next year. No, and I'd be curious to see what's going to happen now because even before. I don't know, man. I don't know if somebody is going to give him $7 million. Like, because... Well, if he's down to go to fucking Detroit, they might, you know? They, like, they might, yeah. Even though they're an original six team, I just... I don't know what the fuck is going on with that franchise. That's the thing with with uh, defensemen, too. They always get overpaid, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I said, Krug's a good player. Or he's, he's, a, he's a great player. But... Since they're so f- like few and far between sometimes in the league, or they're locked up in contract or whatever, when a defenseman becomes available, 
teams will go on a bidding war just to get him. Yeah. I you mean, know, someone might give him seven, eight million, yeah. which is it's it's possible. But you know, also there's also a fact of being one one of six guys on a team versus one of twelve. You know, right? If you're going forward and de- forwards and D men, you know. So I I get defensemen's getting more money. I do think that translates to overpayment, and there is a line. I'm not exactly sure where it is, but it's player. It's a case by case line. Um, but you know, I, I I get why these guys get paid, but I I. I get when the, I get when like a Shea Weber, or you know like a, a a monster of a man on D who can also rip the puck. I get when those Brent guys Burns. get overplayed, yeah, overpaid. But uh, you know Krug is like he's he's very unique. You know he's not a he's obviously not a big guy. Can he get some speed and lay the body? Of course, is he, you know, a solid defenseman with his size? Absolutely. But it's it, I don't know. It's different for me. I get overpaying the the giant. It's just it, you're taking a risk on on a you know. A guy who hasn't hasn't been totally clean from the injury sheet, you know. Well, and that's the other thing too is that uh, from watching every single game, Krug his defensive play has improved over the last couple seasons as opposed to what it was at before. Before it almost seemed like he was a he was a forward playing defense. Yeah, I agree. So, and and he's definitely stepped up that defensive game, and it's awesome. I mean, and that's. That's what's made him even more valuable to this team right now. Everybody on the team loves him. He's a big leadership guy, um, and his offensive skill w- was awesome. It was great. So him picking it up defensively as well. I mean, it really made him almost untradeable to us at at some points. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, we're pro Krug for sure. Um, and I would love to see him back on the Bruins next year. I just I just wonder how they're going to make it work especially because, you know, you have to think about your future as far as is Chara going to be gone? We don't know. He's He might retire. He might come back. He looks like he's a Celtic. Um, it, he's a Celtic now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, they gave him Pierce's number. That's crazy. Yep. And then you have you have DeBrusque coming up on it, needing a contract. You have a couple other players you, that you might lose. You pay You have DeBrusque, a year yeah. left with Krejci. Huh? You pay De, DeBrusque? It depends. If you're I, I don't know. It depends on how much, really. I mean, if he if you can get him on a bridge deal, absolutely. But if he if his um his agent is is looking for big you know 5 or 6 million or more, I don't know that we can afford that because again, the following year Krejci's a free agent. So what do you do? Do you do you re-sign Krejci because is he worth it at that time? Or do you go and look for another player that's going to fill that second-line center role? Is that Charlie Coyle? I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, you're going to have some question marks coming up in the future. And if you don't have the money, then what do you do? After next season, regardless of whether or not Tuca plays, he's a free agent. So you free up some money there if you don't re-sign him. And even if they do re-sign him, I don't see them paying him what they're paying him now. So... It's such a balancing act, and it always is for sports, obviously. But it's such a balancing act of whether you sign this person now for a long-term deal, get them on a bridge deal, get all of these players together that you want to keep, or if you wait it out a year and then reassess then. It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. But the future's bright. I mean, we got some bright, good young yeah. players. Yeah, and, uh, um, you know, a lot of the guys who had to step up to the call um, in – in game five looked great. Uh, you know, I thought Coleman looked great. I thought um, 
uh, Stanika. Yeah, Stanika looked great. Uh, I thought uh, Grizzlick looked lost. Grizz, Grizz Grizzly, was a disappointment. Yeah. He looked a little. He, he, I don't know what was going on. I mean, look, the whole team wasn't playing to the best that they could, and they know that as well. Well, so. there was one guy who was playing the best he could until he got crunched into the boards, which was not a penalty, apparently. And then he came back and played even better, which is just Chuck McAvoy's going to wear a letter someday. It's got he's got to definitely he needs that letter. Yep, he deserves it. He's great. He is the future, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't that's I, the I don't see them letting him go. No man, please. He doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the Dougie Hamilton vibes at all. Come on, we got to hold well, this. And I think that him playing with Chara for so long or for a few years now is really going to do wonders for him down the road as well. I mean, he's already playing better. Every year he gets better. Yeah, I mean, you got um, you got to wonder if that's what's going to max out his ceiling is having that experience, you know. Obviously, yeah. you'll never be able to compare to a timeline where he didn't play with Chara, but right. It definitely didn't hurt. No, but he's one of those players, him Pasta, those guys are the ones that you build your franchise around. So I think that you're going to see those two guys here for a long time. I'm in. I'd love that. Yep. Um, but anyways, we ultimately didn't make it past the second round. No. Um, it's starting to seem like it's going to be Islanders in Tampa Bay, but, I mean, Philly came back last night and won and kept the series alive. Yeah. Philly uh, can do it. They could do it. I think the Islanders got it, but Philly, Philly could. So they had the Philly will have to win the next two games, but you know, I don't know, man. I I hate to say this because I know that we have you know we got Islanders friends, or you know Islander fr- fans that are our friends and stuff. But I think they're going to get steamrolled by Tampa if they do play them. Yeah, um, yeah, we were talking about that. I don't I don't know. I really don't. I didn't. I obviously I never watched them play this year or anything like that. But I do know this, is that the Islanders are not – the Islanders are a step above the end of the season Islanders or whoever – whatever you want to call it when the – I agree. Before the shutdown. So I hope I hope we're surprised and I, I – you know, for our for our guy. Uh, Dude, Darbo, I, to- man, I told I, Grambo too. Yeah. I was like, look, I, we're out, man. I hope you guys win. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I really do. You, you've you never seen the third round in your life. Well, hopefully Grambo will come ho- back on, man. He, he should come back on and talk about this if they get through. It'd be, Definitely. It'd be nice to have him on, even just check in. But, yeah, go yeah. go Isles. You know, fuck, fuck Tampa. Go Isles. Uh, you know, and then in the West, you know, the West has go some Vegas. good hockey. Go Vegas. You know, that'll be fun. I like new franchises. I'm all, I'm all, in, I'm all in for Vegas winning it this year. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. So we'll keep checking in with how hockey's going, and uh, we're going to be talking to you about what the offseason look like, looks like as it unfolds. We've already seen some action with teams that are out of the playoffs, uh, yeah. so maybe the Bruins start doing some stuff pretty quickly here. But we'll be checking in and following up with the Bees. Uh, a hell of a year, weird year, very unfortunate end. But, yeah, I'm with you. Bright future, man. I'm I'm, I'm ready to – I'm ready to watch this team again next year, and I hope it's sooner than later. Me too. We'll also hopefully have an update on that at some point. Yeah, within that's going to be coming. Two months, yeah, or month or so. Yeah, ideally. But we should move on to something a little brighter. Ray of sunshine. 
A ray of sunshine, Causeway. if you will. Oh, actually, what really quickly while I say Causeway, rest in peace, the fours. Yeah, for sure. R.I.P. the that's, fours. Um, that's a bummer, man. Hell of a fucking bar. Um, I hope whatever goes in there is something that keeps along the tradition and lines and isn't a giant fucking Buffalo Wild Wings or some shit. But uh, I'm almost worried that whatever's going to go in there, people are going to be like, well, you're not the fours, so I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurricane or you know someone else is getting that business. The only the only real thing that I think is down there that's been there forever is halftime pizza. Now, everything else has been like turned over within the last. Is Hurricane you know, O'Reilly's years. gone? Uh, no, that's right there, right? I mean, it's not on Causeway, but it's right off it. Right, but I'm. I mean, I'm talking. I mean, the the force has been there for forty four yeah. years. Getting a fucking slice at halftime is gonna be a bitch now. Yeah. It's always it always is. So. No, but now it's like yeah. line out the door. <laughs> yeah, don't even start. Well, let's get fans back in games and shit first. So before we get carried away here, <clears throat> and also before we get carried away here about getting fans back, let's let's win the NBA championship first. Let's go, man! I feel fucking great. Um, my dark horse to win the East is looking pretty damn good right now. It's the Miami Heat, and i got to be honest, that's the team I'm the most afraid of facing. I I'm not going to enjoy it. I'd rather the Bucks next next round, and it's not looking that way as the Heat have. We're recording this on Wednesday night, and they have a five-point lead with just a couple minutes remaining in the fourth and have kept, you know, have kept the Bucks at arm length kind of like that. But, uh, you know, they what a solid, well-put-together team that has just shut down Giannis. Yeah, it's 110 to 102 with 230 left, so... I don't know, man. That's craziness. And what's craziness to me is these these two O Celtics. Uh, awesome. Kemba Walker had an awful game yesterday. We kind of had a bad game. We've had a lot of turnovers. We've had a lot of mistakes, and we still find a way. Yesterday, that way was uh, this guy by the name of Marcus Smart, who, as he does Dude. ever so often, <laughs> just somehow finds his bag again and gets in it and just. Five threes in, like, three minutes. Incredible. That was one of the coolest comebacks I've ever seen by a single player. Definitely by a single player. Um, he was on fire. Yeah, and Kemba, Kemba was ice cold yesterday. I don't think it's a reason for concern. Kemba kind of has these games. I've said time and time again, as long as all of our guys are on, I, th I think we can win. Yesterday well, they showed me that, that Kemba can be down, and Brown was, you know, solid but not – what we need, not exactly what we, you would have wanted out of him. And Tatum just took off. And, uh, you know, Marcus stepped up. And we're doing all this without Gordon Hayward, which is really the craziest part. I saw a tweet that was like, remember, I think it was Richard Jefferson tweeted. He's like, remember, they're doing this without the 17.4 points and uh, X amount of rebounds that Gordon Hayward was averaging in the bubble. So it's. And that's the thing. That's the remarkable. thing, too. You're saying, like, you know, Kemba didn't have a very good game, but. Other players stepped up. Exactly. And he, Kemba was the first to acknowledge that. Kemba, who I, I think is maybe the best Celtic and post-game interview since I don't know who. Uh, but he, he's just a, a treasure with the media. And I, I love his quotes always. And he was just like, he was pretty emotional after the game. It, it was said, I didn't watch it, but it, it said he was pretty emotional. And he basically the sentiment was like, on any team I've ever played on, like, that's a blowout. You know, like that, that me, me playing that badly is a blowout loss. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just to be able to be on this team and have these guys like pick me up and 
everything like that you know he's just obviously forever grateful but i i think that just really speaks to the resilience that i i don't think i've totally seen in this team throughout the season but you know it's playoffs now and it's put up or shut up and if you're if one of your star guys can't go and is it isn't hitting i i stand by brad's sentiment towards kembo which is keep shooting shoot through it i i'm totally with that uh, i'm all for that and uh you know just happy happy we pulled out the win yesterday i feel i feel fine i mean now we just can't let let the foot off the gas pedal we've shut down siakam pretty well and their bench is uh you know not going crazy on us so I, and our bench looks pretty good shout out to bob bill I was just gonna say, don't don't forget to give love to to your boy, the Time Lord himself. Time because, Lord, man, wow! You know, which they actually called him on the broadcast yesterday. Oh, Doris loves calling him Time Lord. <laughs> Doris loves it. Yeah. Um, man, dude, he was he, at one point in between the two games, he was ten straight baskets, and one of them was like a pretty deep mid range that I didn't realize he had. Oh, he, it was so funny. He was quoted about his windmill dunk in uh, game one. And he was just like, I really just didn't want to miss it because I didn't want to be taken out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew Brad was going to yank him if he missed yeah. it, but he still did it. Um, I, I, dude, I like the future of him. I think, I think he's the starting center maybe as soon as next year if he keeps playing this well down the playoff stretch, if not in two years. And I like that. Uh, if you, you, you got to realize that my, my take on centers is they don't really put the weight on until like their third year this is his second and i just think you're going to see a big difference in what he looks like muscle wise over the next two years and that's just going to completely blow the door off because he's doing it right now you know he's playing at his size right now and you get that guy bigger and that's that's a scary 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 piece to have on your team i'm excited when and you know what it is too is that if you see these guys in the offseason put on that weight and put on that muscle and stuff it's like they're clearly committed to being like a good a, a star player like yeah. they want it they they want to do that it's not easy to do that no not at all you have to you know so, you have to eat sleep and breathe basketball if you you, you still have to work just cause some people get to that level and their raw talent got them there and then they're there and that's what they want and i, I don't see any any of those guys on the Celtics which is really cool uh and like a big bet you know just great to watch um but yeah, Robert Williams, I'm just I'm huge on. Obviously Tice like Tice you can't really he his job's not really up for grabs with how well he did last year. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're going to draft in th- that direction. Maybe we're going to which we haven't acknowledged the fact that we did end up getting the Memphis pick at 14th, so we have the final lottery pick coming up in the draft. Um but I don't know. I just Tice, like, you know, he's got the best plus minus defensively, but at a certain point, he's just like a fantastic backup to me. And I hope he's on, I hope he's a longtime Celtic, but I think Robert Williams is going to be the dominant center for the Celtics and take over pretty soon. And it could happen in this playoffs. I don't think he'll get given the keys, but we could see him, we could be watching a flourishing right now. I hope you're right, man. I mean, it was it was good to see, like, you know, seeing other players contribute instead of just the big couple three guys that we're really looking at every single game. It it's huge. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Some of the other people were playing off the bench. It's just interesting uh, how Brad just already had a different 
you know, the different system ready to go against the Raptors. It's working very well. He's coaching circles around Nick Nurse right now. I don't understand. We were talking about, we were texting when it was happening. I can't believe Nick Nurse didn't call a timeout at the end of game two. I cannot believe it. You still get a two, you still get two seconds. If he calls that timeout, he has the final timeout. They get the rebound. They advance it over the half court. Call timeout right then. You got two seconds to get a shot off to tie, to, tie the game. Didn't yeah. do it. Fred Van Vliet hucks up a prayer that misses awful. And, uh, you know, we're, we have a 2-0 lead. Heading back home, if you will, in the bubble. <laughs> so. He's doing a lot of complaining, though, by the way. He is, man. I can't believe that shit. I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of respect for Nick, Nick Nurse, but he is, he is bitching right now and it's not a good look and i just i think i'm pretty fair with it with like acknowledging that shit and like seeing that shit when it when it's against my team if there is if we are getting a lot of calls and bounces and all that stuff and all i see is he's getting coached like brad's coaching circles around him it's just brad's like that should have been my damn award <laughs> uh or i at least should have made the top three but yeah i i don't I don't like to see complaining. I hope that stops and we just keep throttling them. I, I'd love to sweep. I really would. I mean, it would be good for the confidence, right? But at the same time, uh, by the time we sweep the series, they'll still be just finishing up round one, apparently. Yeah, we got the final game of round one this evening. <laughs> this is going to come back to bite them at some point, and I'm not sure when or how, but I, you can't roll out series like this. I mean, when somebody sweeps all the way to the finals and then ends up, they're still finishing up the second round. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's there's trouble. They got a week. They got a week off waiting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for that game seven that's just about to tip off. As it looks like the Heat have beat the Bucks to go two up on them. Wow. Um, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. The Thunder Rockets coming up. We'll see how that goes. Just tipped off. Uh, I think the Thunder might have it. We'll see. That's been a very, very weird series. Game seven last night, Jazz and Nuggets. That was a, a pleasure to watch. It was like a, but it was kind of like a uh, early '90s regular season score between two very bad teams. They they finished in like the low '80s or '70s. It was pretty wild. <laughs> bad day if you bet the over, which I had. Um, <laughs> so another another thing worth noting about about the game. Um, Marcus Smart is just throwing away money. By the way, two his second fine. Of the, of the bubble so far. I think I think if you're Marcus Smart's agent or his financial advisor, you have developed a bank account for the for, for such ventures. <laughs> he uh, yeah he he he'll do whatever. He, he He's a passionate 5, 000, guy, man. Five thousand for flopping. Oh man, you know they he's got a he's got security cameras that just watch him. You know, there's special eyes on him, but. I love Marcus Smart. Long live Marcus Smart. I hope he's a forever Celtic. Uh, Jason Tatum was just quoted like Marcus Smart is like no one else I've ever played before because like he, there is no one else. There's only one Marcus yeah. Smart. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty awesome. I, I just love their love for him, and I think I mean he he literally single handedly won the game yesterday. He got us back Absolutely. into it, and then like yep. that breathed life into everyone else being able to step back up. Like he was like, hey, yeah, we're down ten at the end. By the way, now it's tied, so let's go. It's eighty-five, eighty-five. It's anyone's game. Let's go. And they all, everyone answered the call. Kemba did make some big shots down the stretch. Um, gotta acknowledge that. Uh, so, I, I fucking, I mean, I love this team. I love this team. I think we can do it. I really think we can do it. 
So I what I was just thinking today, and this is oh man, and I probably shouldn't even throw this into the ether. But let's just say let's go down imaginary lane, and I know that we got to get through this team, this this defending championship team. This series is not over. I love a 2-0 lead. This series is no not over yep. at all. This game, this could still easily go seven. They could beat us four straight. This is not over at all. I love how we look, but it's not over. But let's just say we get through them, then we get through whoever we have to be the next time, and then we've made our way to the championship. Pretty cool element of the bubble, I think that anyone would agree with, would be a Lakers-Celtics finals. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty fucking cool. And the fact that that's looking kind of possible gives me the chills. Uh, you know, knocking on wood, we'll see if we get there one game at a time, which is the mentality that those boys in green and white possess themselves, so we will keep it here. But, uh, man, I'm excited. It's looking it's looking good. It's looking good. I can't wait to watch. I, it, this team, I just cannot wait to watch every second. I mean, and we have home court advantage tomorrow Yeah, as two well, games so. of home court. Um, which apparently is louder for the yeah, other team. So great, we've been playing through elements, two <laughs> o through el- through the elements. But uh, man, I hope Marcus is still hot. He's not gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna <laughs> score like six points next game. But wow, we'll see. That's uh, he'll still shut down. Very very positive. Yeah. Well, it's just that's just following trends. <laughs> well, somebody's got to play defensively. So yeah, and all the power. To it just being him because it works out, I guess. Yeah. Oh man. No, we've we've. That's the other thing. Everyone's playing fantastic defense. Jalen Brown's playing some pretty awesome defense, even when he's like slipping up. You know, Doris was highlighting some of his stuff yesterday. Uh, I just I I don't know. They want it. They're there for a reason. They don't feel like it's all for nothing yet, and I hope they we don't end up saying the same thing. I love it because. I'm ready to watch yeah. um, now that I have a little bit more free time. A little bit more, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep it we'll keep it green going forward. We got we'll talk about the Bruins as the news comes up. I don't know, man. I'm I'm ready. This is this is great. Let's do this. Let's let's get to the championship. Get, Definitely. It's gonna be a fun. And few weeks. Uh, and before we wrap it up, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody that checked out our last episode with Bobby Robbins. Yes. Um, what a guy. We've been getting a lot of good feedback about that. Yeah, that was such a fun episode Man. to do. And so. if you have not, I'm telling you, check it out. His story is incredible. Uh, yep. Such a – just a nice dude to have on, too. Hopefully we can get him back and actually get some hockey insight. But his story was phenomenal. I, I loved it. It was one of my favorite episodes we've done by far. You know, what's funny is that I definitely – you know, obviously we want to have him back on because we want to talk hockey and stuff like that. But we – I've gotten a lot of messages from people being like, "Hey, I need, I want to hear stories about Ireland." Good, you know he. Because like, guess I what? So, so many... do we. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. So uh, we'll we'll definitely have to reach out to him again, and we'll we'll get him on yeah. because um, make it a part like two. Like we said, that, that was little, super uh, fun. Thoughts and, on the year. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah. Subscribe so, yeah, to his uh, YouTube uh, his YouTube page. B o b b y r o b i n s p r o Bobby Robbins Pro. Yep. Uh, check him out on social media with that same handle across the board. Yeah, he posted that video. He was talking about the um, the camping trip. So he posted that video on his YouTube, and I watched it. it was yeah, pretty good, I saw so. I, I saw that one too. That was cool. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. Check out the last episode. Um, and then we got a couple other guests lined up that you know we're not going to talk about yet because. Uh, either it's not set in stone completely or, or we just want to kind of keep some of them a secret, but 
we do have some cool guests coming up so be on the lookout for that for sure hell yeah uh maybe even some some reoccurring guests seeing as like we said earlier you know the islanders are still in the playoffs regardless i mean if they make it further if they make it to the third round they make it to the finals i would love to talk islanders with some of our friends and have them on here and give us their thoughts i mean obviously they think that they're going to win which is great that's a good mindset to have but i'd love to see what their opinion is on how they've how they've played so far against whoever it is that they're matching up against or how they might fare against the next potential lineup or uh, opponent too so sweet man i'm ready yep and get some other fan bases in here definitely nobody wants to hear us talk only boston all the time right right so that's what the <laughs> chatter's all about man you gotta chirp Yep. Gotta share. Uh and don't forget to hit our line. Yeah. Hit our text and voicemail line. I mean, feel free to also just lob it to us on social media. Whatever wherever you're at, we're happy to yeah. with for the interaction and the engagement. We'll make sure we, we get you on. Just a reminder though, if you do send us a text or leave us a voicemail, make sure you let us know who it is. Yep. Um because we've gotten some texts that we aren't really you know, we don't have we don't have a name to put to it, which it we'll still read the text, we'll still listen to the voicemails, but um, we'd love to be able to to direct it at you so that we can have more conversation about whatever it is. Yeah. So, and that number again um, is uh, 617-982-3495. 617-982-3495. Yep, you can find that also on our Instagram and stuff like that. So if you need to um, look it up again, feel free to check it out there. And like like you said, or send us a DM or on anything, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're open for everything, so yeah, we'll be we'll be checking all that stuff, yeah. and we'll be back talking about the Celtics after the next couple games. And uh, yeah, and feel free to talk maybe. Bruins with us too. You know, we we want to hear your thoughts on the end of the year. And I Absolutely. saw some takes online about getting rid of Cassidy that I think are ludicrous. If you think that way, I'd love to hear from you. Um, so, me too, because I'd like to also hook you up with some sort of psychiatrist <laughs> or something because I think that you're insane. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, yes. we're open. We're open to yes to people's opinions for sure yeah man I, let's chat dude let's go i would love I, I would love to hear somebody who actually thinks that because i couldn't I believe don't. it man I, I i had to put my twitter fingers away i was like i cannot engage i cannot engage. i, I want to know i, did, I, I did, know the pros and cons i did get a big clap back on twitter yesterday someone was on isaiah thomas i'm gonna talk i'm gonna brag about my twitter interactions guys what's up <laughs> um someone was on isaiah thomas's uh feed and was just like I don't know, like, oh, you guys never give, like, Chris Paul credit or whatever. And they're like, yeah, because Chris Paul's 6'1", and Isaiah's 5'9". Or, like, 6'1", or 6'2", and Isaiah's 5'9". And he's just like, yeah, so what, he's 6'1". I was like, yeah, so you're... I I was like, yeah, so you're basically saying that Shaq and LeBron are the same height at four inches apart. You know? (laughs) It's like, what what Isaiah did... Shout out to Isaiah Thomas, the man who did it. Friend of the show. That's... Oh, that was the... That's why it was relative. It was a response on... He goes... Marcus Smart, LOL. Oh, yeah, he tweeted yeah, yeah. that, and then Marcus, <laughs> uh, like, quote tweeted and was like, "I I was in my IT bag for real, for real." And I was like, "Ah, it's awesome. I wish he could just be on the bench or something." I miss me IT. too. Anything. Totally. Oh man. I mean, we could use him. Honestly, we could honestly, you know, we could use him for a little bit. You you get a it wouldn't hurt. You get a box one going or something like that. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're getting you back, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll start a uh, balcony chatter podcast and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll call we'll call our guys. We'll call our guys. Oh man, I'll see. Uh, I'll have a Chipotle meeting with Danny 
and we can yeah. we can eat on a patio out here in Los Angeles. No big deal. Yeah. Is he in the bubble? I I haven't seen him. I think he is. But I doubt it. I doubt. Really? It. A lot of GMs uh, maybe, are. A lot of GMs. Yeah, are. They, he could be. And the families are going now, so it's going to be a little more actual crowd noise. It's going to be interesting. I like what they're doing. I don't know. NBA's been fun. NHL, I'm still going to watch, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. Go Vegas. Go Vegas. <laughs> Go Vegas. All right. We will we will check in soon with uh, some Celtics updates and and. You know, like you said, as the Bruins updates come in, whether it's Char retiring potentially or crew getting picked up by somebody else, or we'll be definitely getting those in there as well. So um, I hope that those two things aren't true, but we will address it when it comes up. Absolutely. Uh, until the next episode, uh, stretched. Stretch, baby. Was it all-